All right. Hey, everybody, it's Bob Nagin. And on today's interview, I have one of my uh, favorite retailers, uh, Bob Zeckel. Bob, I'm going to let Bob tell you a little bit about uh, his business in, in just a moment. But uh, Bob is a super smart retailer. He's a lawyer, which uh, adds a different perspective to things. And we wanted to bring in uh, a store owners and let store owners business owners tell their stories in addition to experts of course but we also wanted a canadian perspective and when we thought of all those things uh we thought of bob bob is a platinum mastermind group uh alumni so we know how smart he is and we know what a good retailer he is so bob thank you so much for being here today my pleasure so uh, before we begin, tell us a little bit about your business, Cloud Nine Pajamas. Uh, share anything that you want to share about you, your family, your business. Uh, let us know. Sure, sure. We um, so I, I am a lawyer who sells pajamas. I don't think there's probably anybody else in the world who uh, who has that title. Um, our, our our company is Cloud Nine Pajamas, and we we have five stores in in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Well, actually, four in Edmonton and one in Calgary. Um, it's a family business. We uh, it's my wife and three daughters, and, and in fact, my the my, my three daughters uh, really run the show these days. Uh, Janice and I are are more advisors to the uh, to the to, to their operations. Uh, um. That, that's a little bit about us. I can, you know, we're 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 closed right now. Uh, all the stores are closed. We closed as of last week. Uh, we have a little bit of online operations. We've we've laid off all our employees. Um, that's that's kind of where we're we're sitting right now. So we've gone through the things that that people have gone through or are going through right now. So good. So so let's talk about that. And and I and I want to sort of reference back. Uh, last week, we had a call with uh, all of the current and alumni from the Platinum Mastermind Group, and you talked about pausing, which we're going to get to in a second, but also another uh, alumni talked about when he closed his store that he he made the hard decisions, he, did the, he made the decisions, he did the deal, and he was very glad that he was decisive about that. It sounds like that's what you went through also. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, the, the worst decisions are behind us in, in my perspective right now. You know, we, we've had to make decisions in the last week or so that, that we never would have thought we'd have had to make gut-wrenching decisions, closing stores, laying off our employees. We had 26 employees that we, uh, that we had to lay off. And, really at the end of the day um, we got to come out the other side right and and those are the tough tough decisions that we had to make so that we can so we can get to the other side and uh and and reopen those stores again right and who knows what that world's going to look like in the future but but right now that that those are those tough decisions we had to make and and so you know after we made all those tough decisions those gut-wrenching decisions we took a pause um, we're, we're kind of still in that pause. We're still doing a little bit of stuff, but we're, we're just trying to regroup. Um, you know, we're trying to get some bills, uh, delayed or, or forgiven, but you know, we're, we're, we're taking some time to be with family and, and uh, just, just enjoy, uh, 
what we've got for now and and it'll all be there the, the work will all be there but we have some time to do it so right right and and i found that very interesting when you said that and and i love this idea of you made the hard decisions you made them quickly you did what you needed to do but then you paused because and and you know and, and everyone's situation is unique to them and in general susan and i are encouraging people to keep hustling right keep some cash flow and uh but when you said that pause that kind of resonated with me because at some level the hustle and the the few dollars it brings in is not worth the ability to relax and to like you said find gratitude be with your family and things like that because you could do you could do social selling you could do all of those things couldn't you uh, we could and and we are like we, we are to a small extent but they're not consuming us i guess right, right. we're not spending eight hours or 12 hours a day trying to figure out how to how to be online or how to be doing this and and that that stuff will be there. It's actually my perspective that I don't know that people necessarily want to see that right now. Right, right. You know, it's it's and and everybody to their own, and 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 I get that. But but I think a week uh, a week off, right, is, is going to be fine. It's not going to affect. We're not going to lose momentum. Right. Of that those things by by taking a pause, and it's a pause. It's not a yes. stopping. It's a pause. right. Right. Uh, the wind is already out of that sail. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you are, uh, everyone is kind of dead in the water. So at some level, you know, I'm using a sailing analogy, but at some level, you just crack a beer and sit there and enjoy the flat water instead of trying to get a little, you know, inch forward and a little bit. So I, I really like that perspective, uh, you know, and it's not for everyone. Some people do want to keep hustling. Some people need that. Yeah. But uh, so let me so, so it sounds like you've you and you know the girls, all of uh, uh, Bob's children are are girls, are daughters. But so you and the girls are are finding a, a a nice steady space. I'd like to ask you a little bit about your meditation uh, habit because I know you're a meditator and um, and I am not as consistent or uh as you but i am too at some level and uh you just seem to have a calm about you that very few of the people who i've been talking to recently seem to have so can you talk about that a little bit yeah for sure meditation certainly plays a part in that i i started meditating when i was in the platinum mastermind group uh you you introduced that uh that concept uh, if you can call it a concept <laughs> right me but uh i am now approaching 1500 uh consecutive days of meditation it's just become part of my morning routine i get up and have a cup of coffee and and uh, meditate and do some spanish lessons and it's part of it's part of my morning routine and and it and it frankly calms me down for the day it, it gets my day started yeah where I, where I also use it is is during stressful times so like you know uh in the last couple of weeks I, I may have been meditating three, four times a day, right? <laughs> right? And, it, and it just, it's 10 minutes and the, I use an app. I use the app called Calm. There's lots of different apps out there. Um, but, you know, it's just, again, take a pause, 10 minutes. I, I just got to, I, I just got to sit, <laughs> right. gather, my, gather my thoughts and, and, and then get back to it. So, right. 
So I'm a, I'm a strong believer in meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I just brought that up because uh, this is a time when meditation becomes even more important. Uh, right now, I'm using the 10% Happier app. And, uh, you know, when I, I meditated this morning, and it just... It, it, it just makes such a difference. So for all of anyone, anyone who is listening to this, if you're, if you're stressed out, this might be a really good time to start a meditation practice. And, uh, uh, you know, so Bob mentioned Calm. I mentioned 10% Happier. Some people use Headspace. Uh, there's, there's plenty of ways to learn how to meditate. And, so, and don't give up. I guess the other thing I say is don't give up because if, you're, if you don't think you're a meditator, uh, I wouldn't have thought I would have been the type to, to, right. to meditate. Um, and so it, it certainly takes them getting used to, for sure. Right. You were not the meditating type when we oh, first met. Definitely. So, and, and, but that's great. And, you know, so, and, and speaking of meditation, one of, the, one of the reasons I like 10% Happier is there's always a lesson before the meditation. And one of the things that I've learned from the lesson before the meditation is this whole idea of begin again. So you think, you know, you, you start to try to meditate, at least this is my story, and then I'm bad at it, especially when you're stressed out. You know, you expect to get bliss, and because we're entrepreneurs, we're achievers, and then we're going, I'm no good at this. I suck at this. But the thing that I've learned from some of the teachers on the 10% Happier app is this is why they call it a practice. And, you know, when you get distracted, it's okay, just begin again. And I think that that's a very valuable lesson, especially during these times. People are becoming very, very frustrated. And to be able to step back and begin again is an important skill, especially when you're experiencing a lot of stress. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, inventory and your vendors and, and how that's going. And do you have any strategies around that that you'd like to share? Sure. So, so we were working in concert with our management one planner, um, Dan Holman, who you know. Uh, yeah. He, he's a he's a great uh, a coach, business coach, and management one planner for us, and and a great resource for us. But we ended up canceling all of our March and April orders. You know, we, we determined, you know, we, we made a, a call on, on what kind of sales we might possibly be doing over these next couple of months, which is pretty negligible. We, we thought that, but we got on it and and we canceled uh, our, our, our March and April order. So we have nothing coming in the door. We don't have much going out the door. <laughs> so there's not a whole bunch of reason to bring stuff in. Right. Um, but the, but the, the thing that, that we're doing in, again, we have time now, um, is we're going through and grading our suppliers. We've, we've always graded our suppliers um, in terms of, you know, dollar-wise, like, you know, who's, who's giving us the best margins and, and whatnot, but we've now got a subjective element that we have to add to it. And, you know, we grade our, our suppliers on A, B, and C, and and some of our A suppliers may become C suppliers now because they're not working with us. Right uh, during during these times, you find out who your friends are. You mentioned that to me, right? You find out who your friends are going through this process and um, and and those relationships. So it's it's a great idea to start grading your suppliers through this process to see who, when we come out the other side, who who we want to be working with. And uh, again, yeah, I, I think that that's such a uh, an important point in general. 
you know, who your friends are, who's working with you, who's stepping up for you, you know, what customers are, are stepping up for you. You know, there's these times bring out the best and the worst in people. And it's just good to see, you know, there's no judge. Well, there is judgment because some people who are A's are going to become C's. But it's this idea of uh, accurate thinking, really saying, OK, good. I know who you are now. And that's good information. And I will use that information in the future, not as a weapon, not to punish, but it's just good to know. And so uh, I absolutely love that. One yeah, of coming, the, out of this, coming out of this, Bob, yeah. everybody's going to be looking for business, including yes. suppliers, right? Like nobody's not affected by this. Right. And so everybody's going to be looking for business. So, you know, those, those people who have been downgraded from your perspective, um, somebody else will pop up on your radar to to, to take that 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 spot and on, on the A list. That's exactly right. And there's a lesson for for all the retailers out there also. You know, I call it next in line marketing. So as long as you're doing good work in the world, and as long as you're doing what you should, and you know, being a good citizen, working hard, you know, building relationships with your customers, you know, you might not own that customer right now. That customer may be buying pajamas from, you know, uh, Cloud Ten pajamas right now. But as long as you're staying in in front of them in a good way and you're being a good citizen, you're doing the things like you do, uh, you know, the promotions that you do. When Cloud 10 pajamas screws up, they're going to need someplace to buy pajamas and Cloud 9 is next in line. And so I think that, you know, when we talk about the Wizbang retail marketing philosophy, you know, and you guys embody it, uh, at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is you just do good work and if you do good work strategically and you hustle the right way, it finds you, the business finds you, or the, you know, and the business goes away from the people who don't treat you well, and the business goes to the people who do get treated well. And I think that that's what's happening here with you guys. I think you guys are going to be awesome when this is done. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mentioned this to one of our landlords uh, recently who, who, is, who is digging in their heels, and, and, and I said, after, after a very frustrating call and and uh, that that you know there will there will be a reckoning at the end of it <laughs> and 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 people get to choose right now which side of that where they want to be on that on the spectrum right people get to choose right now where they want to end up at the at the end of the day so right right and and you know and I think and and, and ask tell me what you think about this I think that uh, People get to choose, but they don't get to choose because their nature emerges. Yeah, for so sure. The, so the people who are generous and the people who are good and the people who understand that business is about relationships, not transactions, they're going to behave that way because that's the way, that's their nature. That's the way they do business. And the people who are transactional and just see you as an account, that's their nature. And it can, they can't help but behave that way. Absolutely. So absolutely good. Yeah. So there was something else, uh, you know, and uh, anybody who's listening to this who's been part of our community for a while knows that we had uh, a crisis that involved the breakdown of the world yo-yo uh, supply chain. And uh, when we met somebody who taught us how to get out of the crisis 
And one of the things that Tom Williams taught us was that, you know, or, or pointed out to us when we were so nervous about our relationships with our vendors, he said, Bob, have you been paying those people on time all along? And we're like, oh yeah, we're, we're good customers. He said, yes, they've been making a profit from you all along. Now it's time for them to, you know, to help you out. They made a conscious decision to extend you credit. You know, business is a game of gambling and they made a, a decision to give you credit. So at the end of the day, yes, you want to try to make people whole, but at the end of the day, they made decisions and they're living with their decisions now too. And does that seem to ring true with you in this whole conversation absolutely. about it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wholeheartedly. Good, yeah. Because, you know, I mean, you've got five stores. You've been in business how long? Well, 15 years. 15 years. Your best vendors. You've spent a lot of money. And then when they don't start, you know, when they don't start working with you, I got to believe you're just shrugging your shoulders and going, dude, <laughs> what are you doing? Help us out here. I'm so sorry. anyway, good. That was very, I, I love that idea of grading um, your vendors. Uh, let's talk about landlords a little bit. Uh, you know, you've got five stores. You're in a lot of negotiations. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we are. They, uh, as as I was preparing for for our chat today, I, uh, I I wrote in some of my notes here that they they seem to be digging in their heels, and um, and and some are and some aren't. I got a I got a note late last night from from our biggest landlord saying they were going to forgive our uh, our, our April rent. I was I was shocked. Um, because that's not the message I've been getting across, really across the board, and from what I'm hearing from others as well. So, um, but but part of it goes, I think, towards uh, how you negotiate with them and and whatnot. So here, here's a little bit a bit, bit of my background training as, as a lawyer that that I think maybe can help. Um, for those of you who who are management one clients or or see that are, are in that world in any fashion, they had a great webinar yesterday on on negotiating with landlords and and in in these times. So if you can if you can watch that and or get a hold of that somehow is fantastic. It, it's it's on the Wizbang Retailers Facebook page. Oh, so okay. they, you know it, it's there. So if they want to find it, they can find it there. Perfect. So, so uh, it, it was a great resource if you're if you're looking to to deal with landlords. I'll give you some of the highlights from that, and some of it from from my own experience as well. Um, you should be reaching out to your your landlords in an open and honest fashion. Um, one of the really interesting things is I think people like to band together, and they want to they want to negotiate as a group. Um, and and I don't suggest that. You know, I can I can go to a landlord and 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 plead my case, right? I can I can say, look, I've been a great tenant. I haven't caused you issues. I don't call you every week. My rent is paid on time. I've been here 15 years. Nobody has the exact same circumstances as you, um, and so you're able to negotiate for yourself better than you can as a group. Um, one of the things I said to, to to every one of the landlords that I was dealing with is that this is confidential. Right, I am not going to take this conversation to the other tenants in 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 our complexes, um, and and don't make it personal. Right, it's it's business. You know, we we hear that from Whizbang um, all the time. Right, it's it's just business. Right, so so don't make these conversations personal. Um, you need to be prepared. 
know what your lease says, right? Get help, lawyer help if you need it, but know what your lease says um, and, and be prepared. How long do you have left? Do you have a personal guarantee? If you have a personal guarantee on your lease, you may have a little bit less bargaining power. <laughs> come after your house, right? So, but if you don't have a personal guarantee, you may have a little more leverage, right? Um, keep in mind that they want you to stay. They do not want you to go, right? Um, you're, you're a great tenant. You've been there a long time. You've paid. They don't want to go find a tenant. There's a cost to finding new tenants. There's a realtor cost. There's there's downtime. There's leaseholds that they're going to have to pay out to somebody to get the new space up and running. So, <coughs> excuse me. Um, it's it. Be prepared when you go in and and, and talk to your landlords. Um, some of the things that you should be negotiating are are the first of all abatement of rent, right? Just try and get rid of the rent for now, right? Um, right. Not. I, I'm surprised that we had a landlord who, who, who our biggest landlord, who was a big big landlord in the in the country, um, uh, forgave our rent. Um, they mentioned this on the on the seminar yesterday, the webinar. Don't negotiate against yourself. Don't don't assume that you know what they're thinking, right? Right. Ask for what you want now. What do you need now? Right. Let them come back to you. Don't 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 try and think what what they're thinking, right? Right. Right. You need to know what you need in this situation. Yeah. And, yeah. and then negotiate from there. Okay. Um. Yeah, abatement, okay. deferral, maybe right. Maybe it's an opportunity if you're if you if you have the ability to play offense here. Maybe it's the ability to extend your lease, at, right, at a better rate, right, right, right. right. There's going to be lots of space open at the end of, at the end of this. Yes, when yes. we get back to the new normal. So so you know that you, you maybe you can maybe you can extend, maybe you can extend your uh, your lease in these circumstances at a, at a better rate. Yeah, that, that that's a wonderful thought, and you know, and I think that, uh, and and you can speak to this, of course. I think that one of the things that is really, really important for everybody who's listening to this interview is this recognition that things are changing all the time, the situation is changing all the time, and that every problem represents an opportunity. But if you're in a panic mode, if you're in the stressed out and I in overwhelmed mode, it's hard to make good decisions. It's hard to spot the opportunities when you're feeling overwhelmed, when you're panicked, when you're, you know, I mean, so some people just shut down and you're not going to be able to see those opportunities when you're behaving that way. That's why when you talked about the pause, I was like, well, that's interesting. That's interesting. It's rare. So what, it's rare that panic and fear um, is 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 best for you. Right, right, right. It, it, and it really that these are all uh, opportunities to build your confidence too. We talked about that a little bit before we actually pushed the the record button. You know, you were talking about both of us were in Dan Sullivan's strategic coach program. Both of us for three years, and Dan Sullivan is a brilliant, brilliant business thinker. And one of the things that he said, he says that the most important thing any entrepreneur can have is confidence. And can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, for sure. There's, there, there's ways that you can build confidence as well. One of the things he's come out with during this through, through these times is called a scary times sort of planner or, or skills test. And 
And you know what he's what he's suggesting you do is is you know look back in your life and and look at some scary times that you've had in the past, and and how you've got through them, and have you learned from them, and did you develop any skills from them? And and it's interesting when you go through that exercise that you realize that you you've you've survived, you've made it through things in the past, and it helps build confidence, right? It you, does. You can do it. You you everybody you can do it. You just, you don't, it's not, it, it seems like a simple concept, but which is what Dan does is he takes simple yeah. and, and just sort of builds tools around them. And, and it's a, it's a simple concept, but you know, think about scary times in your past. One, one of the scariest times that, that many of us have had is probably opening our store. <laughs> yeah. That, that's probably a worse time than we're in now. Right. But, we had no knowledge in those times. You know, we, we've learned a ton since the day we opened the store. We yeah. got, we're in a pause right now, but, you know, for those people who are, who are, are working at it, we'll come, we'll come out the other side. It's a financial issue right now, but you still have all the knowledge that you've built up over the years with, with, right. stores, with, your, with your existing stores. So. Right. And, uh, you know, and so uh, Bob and I were talking before this, you know, so Bob and I go way back. How long were you in the Platinum Mastermind Group? Three years, four years, three or four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so so we go way back. We were chatting it up, but uh, I yeah, I know what it's called. It's called the wealth profile. But in the Platinum Mastermind Group, we use Colby uh, uh, testing and Strength Finders testing. But I'm a big fan of these uh, profiles. And whoever the the gentleman who did this wealth profile had a great quote that I was sharing with Bob before this. And he said, true wealth is not what you have. It's what you have when things are taken away from you. So, you know, to Bob's point, all of the things that you've learned through this all will serve you incredibly well when this is done. You know, I went through three major crises in my retail career and you know every one of them made me me stronger and better so uh yes this is and you know when you when we talk about this there's this there's what we're going through as a business but you look at you know what people go through people have children who get sick people lose loved ones to death you know so in the long scheme of things in the broad stroke of your life this is a blip, and it's really, as far as significance, while it seems incredibly significant right now, when you look at births and deaths and marriages and divorces, it's really, you know, it, it, it's important to keep perspective on that. And that's why I loved your comment about we're going to pause, we're going to focus on what's important, we're not going to get too... I mean, you, you, you have to get a little <laughs> uh, anxious about it, but we're going to try to handle it correctly. Yeah, for sure. So wonderful. So are there any other, uh, so if, if, any other words of advice that you would like to give to everyone who's listening to this or, or sure. thoughts for us? Yeah, for sure. Um, because I am a lawyer, there's a, there's a couple of things from a contractual perspective that, you know, people should be looking at. I'm not giving legal advice here. Everybody's laws are different in every province and state. And so you need to get legal advice. But, you know, you've probably heard and seen things about a, a force majeure clause in your contracts. And the, you need to look for those um, because those, those are clauses that basically excuse a party from performing 
due to an event set out in the in the contract or something beyond your control. And it may allow for delay in your contract, performing your contract, which might mean rent, might mean receiving goods, um, or even termination of the contract. That's kind of interesting because it's typically put in place for the stronger party. Um, and and it, and we can flip it. We we can become the stronger party in these circumstances. It's it's typically put in those contracts for the stronger party in the in the negotiation. So it's kind of interesting concept. There's another concept in in law called frustration of contract. Um, certainly a Canadian concept. I'm assuming it's a, a it's a concept in the U.S. as well, but kind of a similar concept where unforeseen circumstances just make the contract impossible to execute. Right. So right. I'm, I'm spitballing here, but you know, people, the landlords in particular, again, are, are renting us space so that we can sell goods. Right. And we can't do that right now. Right. Whether it's a mandated closure or, or a voluntary closure, we can't do that. Yeah. It's not typically used in those circumstances. It's it's more from a from a, an employment perspective is where it's been used in the past. But interesting. It's a it's an interesting interesting concept. So that's very interesting. Um, just generally, you need to know what your contracts say. So if you need help, you know what 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 are the default provisions? Are you gonna are you gonna trigger something? What are the consequences? You should get a feel for 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 those things in these circumstances, just so you know where you stand. Um, Good business interruption insurance. Um, I think it's a uh, it's a concept that. I, I've certainly been told it's not applicable. Mine in particular is not applicable in these circumstances. But again, I'm wondering if we can we can flip this a little bit and, and when we have a mandated closure, when 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 they're telling us that we cannot be open, does that change how those policies uh, are enforced? So again, yeah. we need some advice in that regard, but um, just a couple of things that that have uh, have crossed my mind as as we're going through this process. I I, I think that's that's really. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, no, no. That's yeah, it's good. But uh, what I was going to say is, I think that that one of the things that's coming out of this for a lot of people, you know, when, when times are good, it's easy to just keep rolling along. But now that you know we're in the middle of this crisis and everything is happening, people are really starting to see where they need to tighten up. They're starting to see opportunities. They're starting to recognize. I mean, I love that you said that. You know, know what's in your rent. Most people, oh, I'm gonna open a store. I'll just sign the contract. Know what's there. Uh, I, we had a conversation. I had, did an interview with Eric Seifert, who's a small business administration um, you know, he's done a lot of work with the SBA here in the States. And he, what he said was your taxes, they have to, your, your books have to be in order if you're going to get a loan from anybody. Well, I can't tell you how many independent retailers I've talked to whose books are in total disarray. And I'm not making too much of a judgment because that was the story of my books for many, many, many years. But all of these things that we don't need to pay attention to when things are times are good. All of a sudden, become very important when times are challenging. I mean, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 frankly, we have some time to deal with those things right now. Right, right. But we are on on a, a imposed pause. Yeah. <laughs> from a not from a taking time off perspective, but 
we've got some time now on our hands to be dealing with with these things, right? So, to, yes, to tighten up, to yeah. get focused on the fundamentals, to make your business strong. So let, let's go back real quickly, and uh, now I'm sort of taking the ending away and bringing back to something. So uh, the end, uh, when it comes, how or do you have any words of advice or thoughts on how you guys are how cloud nine pajamas is proactively working to when it ends to make sure that you know you're better positioned for you know this post pandemic world for sure we we were proactive right at right at the outset um we we contacted essentially everybody that we owed money to um, right. Said what? How? What can we do here? Whether it's a vendor, whether it's our utility companies, whether it's our landlords, our credit cards. In in Canada, that was a that was the the, the personal lenders. The on the commercial side, it's a little tighter. But on the on the personal side, they've been offering like six month deferrals on like just right off the bat on your on your personal mortgages and right and and. Credit cards, you know, credit cards isn't as good, but they're they're not they're 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 not enforcing your minimum payments. They're still going to charge you interest, interesting. Right. But, so you know that's maybe not one where you want to have stash a whole bunch of debt. But you know we we just did everything so that cash for the most part can stop going up. Yes. We don't have it coming in, so we've done almost everything that we that we can to to ease cash flow. Um, one of the other things we're, we're doing is we're not obsessing about the news. We're, we're not on our phones all day long. You know, we made the conscious effort to, to look at the news in the evening. Uh, maybe first thing when you get up, not much changes from the evening to the morning, but, uh, but you know, just to, just to get your fix. But, you know, things are changing so rapidly that you could be obsessed by it. Yeah. Um, Consumed by it, that's, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's probably a better term for sure. Um, and then the, the the last thing I guess is 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 humanity, <laughs> right? At the end of the day, if we can help, we are, right? Right. If there's other retailers that need help, um, you know, we're reaching out, and and you know, we we do have the benefit of having, you know, followed Whizbang and and uh, for for many years, and and so you know, we're happy to to lend that information to, to others. And so we're, we're reaching out to others as well and, and helping um, because just from a humanitarian perspective, everybody, everybody needs a hand, right? Yes. If we can help, we certainly are. Great, and great. Some of our vendors, right? Some of our vendors need the help too. And so we are, Absolutely. We are paying some of those bills. Like we're, we're not just putting a hard stop on everything. There's right. some, some people that 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 are supporting us who need our help at this time too. It's not it's it, not a one way street. So absolutely, you know, I, you know, it, we're all in this together. And you know, in going back to what we talked about earlier, I, I believe that at the, the most fundamental level, this is your opportunity to be a really really good human being, to be an important part of your community, uh, to. Yeah, just to be a good human being. And, and as we talked about earlier, I think that when you're a good human being, it's going to come back to you. Uh, well, I mean, that, no, I don't think that. I mean, that's my operative business philosophy right there. Givers yeah. get. Yeah. So good. I don't know where I heard this quote, but it's because uh, I, I, we were inundated with information these days. It might have become from Dan Holman, but, you know, I don't, I don't have my hand out. I have my hand up. 
Yes, 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 yes. Good, wonderful, wonderful. And that's that's great. And I'm I'm hoping to get Dan on for an interview here sometime soon. But that that is just wonderful. So Bob, uh, thank you so so much for your time here. And please say uh, hello to Jan and the girls for us. And you know, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your spirit. I'm so glad that we are able to spend this time here together today. Well, certainly my pleasure. And and uh, uh, th thank you for all of the all of the great work you do for uh, for for so many of us in in this world. So. Wonderful. All right. All right, everybody. I'm Bob Nagan. I, I'm sure that you found this helpful. Uh, again, if you want to see all of the resources in one place, all of the podcasts, uh, all of the community forum, all of these interviews, go to whizbangtraining.com backslash coronavirus, and you'll find you'll be able to binge watch Whizbang Retail training resources. All right, everybody. See you later. We'll talk soon.